Strawberry Show on Rock 106.9, where you can score yourself Tom Segura tickets as he plays the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. That happens in October. We'll get you up a little early. That will happen at 8.30. We'll get you Also, this morning, we have Rhythm and Brews tickets. That going down at the Canton Cultural Center on the 22nd. That's actually a week from Thursday, I believe that is. And I'll be out there for that from 6 to 8 this uh, that evening, and we'll get you out for that. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, what's new? Uh, not too much, I guess. I will say, dude, Rhythm and Brews tickets, those are very hot items. I don't know if it's because they want to meet you or they want to drink beer or they want to eat food. Uh, I'd say the beer and the food's <laughs> probably the star. But people it's definitely... It's been the starring role of my life. <laughs> people definitely want to be a part of that, so I'm glad we still have tickets to give out. And actually, I do have something new for you. Uh, yesterday... The uh, the Fantone Financial Empire is what I always like to call it. There <laughs> is that right? Yeah, we've uh, we've diversified. We've uh, we've opened up new avenues of income. I uh, I actually started driving for Uber yesterday. Did you? I did. Because you've been flipping the coin on this. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while here, and I uh, did. Was... So so did you actually do your first ride? Oh yeah 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 yeah, dude. I mean, I did it yesterday. I did the damn thing yesterday. I filled out all the like the paperwork, well not paperwork, like the online paperwork or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I filled that all out about a week ago, maybe a little bit more, and uh, you know, it was background check, and they had to do like a driving check or whatever. So yesterday, I was it was uh early in the week, I got the message saying like hey you're an uber driver now like you can go ahead and start driving and yesterday i was like all right dude i'm gonna do it i have one question before you move forward okay do you need a is it the same app and there's just another section of it or you have to download a separate app you've got to download the uber driver app okay it's its its own separate thing did not know that and um so yesterday it was like i don't know noon i'd gotten home and i was kind of like all right what am i gonna do and i'm like well dude Get out there and go go make some money. So I uh, so I turn on my Uber driver app and I start to cruise around and I get the notification. It's like bring bring and it's you know this alcoholic needs a ride. <laughs> and it was it was you know um, <laughs> Ashley needs a ride and oh, she's nice. six miles away. Do you accept? And Drop her off like, at Stansberry's. I was like yeah, accept. And so I went and picked this uh, picked this woman up and she was at the Walmart on Tusk and oh, I was like God. all right. So if well her, then don't bring her to my house. At first I was like oh man this. Is what it's going to be and then i was like well if this is what it is is people that you know walk to the grocery store and don't want to carry all those bags back yeah you know what i mean i'm like all right i can i can i can do this this is easy enough so it was her her boyfriend and her kid and i gave them a ride to their house and it would do i mean honestly i don't know i did five or six of them yesterday five of them yeah it took me like i don't know i i had it online for maybe three hours but for at least an hour of it i was pretty busy well i mean i was going almost the whole time like if i felt like I could have kept going if I wanted to. But the cool thing is, is that Walmart is like close enough to my house that I can just sit on my couch, have it on. And when somebody needs a ride, boom, jump in my car and go. And like, as opposed to having to actually be out there on the road the whole time. Yeah. So it was pretty cool that like I was sitting there watching wrestling and it was like, all right, well, dude, it just went off. Do you want to go or not? And I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm just sitting here watching. That's what's nice about it is that you don't have to do it. Yeah. Dude, honestly, it was like... I, I was really happy I made the decision. Like, okay. Did you make any money? Um, I, I made six rides. I was probably on the road for two hours, less than two hours. Like I said, I had it on for, for about another hour, but I wasn't out there. Um, and I made like 30 bucks. So like 
15 bucks an hour. You know what I mean? And that's what people are always fighting for. That's what everybody so wants. Like, right. Don't sneer at it while you're listening right now because that's what you're all out there telling me everybody wants and it needs. And it was literally like no effort on my end at all. So Easy. I was like, well, dude, for 30 bucks. And it's nice too because like, you know, I could be a waiter somewhere and go pick up the lunch shift or something like that. Yeah, but come on. And I might only make 30 bucks. And then it's going to be like, well, dude, now I got to be here Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, Saturday. The afternoon. scheduling doesn't work for what you do. Right. Where right. This, it's just like, do I want to do this right now or not? Do I need this money right now or not? So, it's what makes it the best second job ever, maybe. Yeah. Because like, I, because it's not a schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Because sometimes things will happen for you and I where, like, they, like this happened to me yesterday. The promotions department came up to me in the hallway and said, hey, there's an event in July. Will you host this for us? Right. Absolutely, I will. Right. But when you have to work that stuff around another job and another schedule... You know what I mean? That's hard to do. Where Uber, it's like you do it when you want, you don't when you don't. Right. And if if you know you know I go out this afternoon and there's nobody that needs a ride and I'm like, dude, I'm not making any money. I can just say, all right, I'm done. I'm <laughs> going it home. Off. Right. Go home. Where if I was a waiter or a bartender or something like, like that, slow today, can't leave. No, they're going to be like, no, dude, you're here until four o'clock. <laughs> you can lean. Right. You can clean. Exactly. Right. So like, there's no boss involved. Like nobody telling me like what to do. Like it really, it, it honestly That's good. was. You, you got enough of a problem with that here. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I was, I was, I was happy with it decision. So yeah, the Fantone Financial Empire, we've expanded. So you are diversifying your portfolio. I like it. I I like it. uh, So um, are you worried about mileage with the car? Um, now the thing is, is, um, yes, of course, I don't want to like tag on a ton of miles to my car, but it, what's, I, you know, I've heard the equation of like, you know, well, again, you can be in control of it though. And I can sit there and wait. I don't have to necessarily be driving around where in some places you kind of have to drive around to go find a business. Um, and I mean, I was surprised six rides in the middle of the afternoon. I was surprised by that. It's not like I have a lease. You know what I'm saying? It's my right. car. And if, if, cause I've been thinking about doing this too, which is honestly depressing that <laughs> when you think about the fact what we're talking about right now, when you think about how well this show is done yeah. and we're both like, yeah. and I'm like, I'm sitting here trying to think, how do I get a third job in here? <laughs> like, dude, like, like that is so goddamn depressing to me, but Anyway, we'll move forward from that. Were you? Were you? Because if I don't, I'm going to lose my mind. Were you, Were you tipped? Uh, I did not receive any like tips, but I'm sure that's just one of those things. Uber doesn't give you the option. I know Lyft does. You can like tip on somebody. the app. Yeah, I wish because I don't always have cash on me. Only when I work at the Agora will I have cash for like the following week, week and a half, or whatever. And I wish I did because I believe you should tip an Uber driver. That's just who I am as a person. And I um, so I wish they gave me the option. If they gave me that option on the app, every ride I've ever gotten, that person would be tipped. Um, the only thing and else, well, you know. It, it's it's I, I, I listen, I'll take I'll take a tip. There's no question about it. Um I, I didn't feel necessarily like I needed one all the time. If I would have went above and beyond, like one guy helped like carry something out of the car and was like, Oh dude, I'll carry this up to your doorstep. I was like, All right, that would have been a tip worthy situation. For sure it would have. But like I don't know if, if 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 someone does something exceptional, it's not the same thing as a waiter or a bartender to me, where you always feel I feel like you have to tip them. I don't know if you necessarily always have to tip them. Okay, I get what you're saying there. I just feel like it's probably the better thing to do. Fair. You know what I mean? Like yes. most people would tip a like in New York or San Fran or Chicago, places where you use right. cabs, you tip a cab driver. Right. You just do. And I don't think I, I don't know if people always know that because 
Northeast Ohio is not a really taxi-heavy town. It's, Never really has it's, been. It's such a weird line of what we decide is and is not tippable. Like, yeah, you cut my hair, I have to tip you. Uh, you yeah, I do ride. feel like I have to yeah, do that. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's just so weird that some restaurants, it's like, yes, you're tippable and you're not tippable, and there's no way I'm giving you an extra dollar, but I'll totally give you it. It's just, it's I don't just know. the counter. You didn't even have to do anything, right? Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll bring you something or they'll do something for you, and it's just, I don't know, it's a weird line when it comes to tippage. So, um, yeah, I mean, some of those guys will keep bottled water in the back seat yeah. of the car for you and stuff like yeah. that. Like, um, so, you know, when I see stuff like that, I'll definitely try to make sure I tip, but I don't always have cash. I, and I use Uber more than I use Lyft. I don't know why. I just do. And, uh, it's, I, I, it's McDonald's. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like the name of it. And so I wish that they did give me that option on the app because I would tip way more than I do currently because of that. Maybe you'll tip your boy later. Who knows? Stansbury out there getting boozed up. Well, that's no, weird because, dude, I use Uber all. <laughs> A lot like that's gonna be really weird. Yeah, it's eventually gonna happen, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. We don't live that far away from each other. There's really gonna close. Be a, there's gonna be a point where it's like, bring. And I have day drinking problems. <laughs> so yes, I can see it. Drive me around, Jeeves. Come on, take me to the places. I have what they say is the best reason ever to keep your socks on while you bang. Socks on during sex. I'll give you the reason why next on the Stansberry Show. Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. 730, the most Florida-file story ever. Really? An hour from right now. You do not want to miss the Florida file. So if you're going to head into work, make sure you have your iHeartRadio with you. You don't want to miss that one. 730, the most Florida-file story ever. That one's interesting. Also, 8.30, we'll get you hooked up with Tom Segura tickets for his show at the Hard Rock Roxino. It's long been kind of like a saying you say about somebody who's a little square. Like, I bet they, keep, I bet he keeps his socks on during sex. Like, we, ha- we used to have a boss here who is no longer with the company who was really kind of square. And that was one of the things Fantone and I would say to one another about him. It's like, yeah, I bet that's a socks on during sex kind of guy. That's who he is. Just who he is. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think it's also I, I, I call it um, uh, lights, lights off, shirts on. You know what I mean? Yeah, very similar. It, you thing. know, just not comfortable with yourself and and kind of what you got going on there. But there's a new study out that's going to settle this debate forever. Okay. Right. And they claim that wearing socks during sex makes sex even better. Now, I. Can't, no, I didn't have socks on the last time I had sex. It's, sex is pretty good. Socks on, socks off. I, I mean, know. sex is pretty good yeah, no matter what no you're matter doing, what, right? right? It's right. kind of like pizza like right. that. It's like, eh, even like the worst pizza ever is still pretty good. It's still pizza, right? They found that 80% of couples, while wearing socks while having sex, reached orgasm. 80%. That's a lot. That's a lot. While only 50% would climax without their socks on. You're saying couples, both parties involved, both orgasms. That's the way I'm reading this, yes. That's the way I'm reading it. And they say that the reason behind this is super simple. That wearing socks, in addition to keeping you warm, your blood vessels in your feet dilate, allowing improved blood flow. And it facilitates, they say, the orgasming. I would have never thought of that. The, I guess, I mean, the blood flow, I guess, I, I, I didn't kind of put that into the, into the filter there. And I guess maybe if you threw on diabetic socks, dude, you, 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 <laughs> dude, you, you, who knows what would happen? Yeah. There. Who knows there? Um, but I think more than anything, 
it makes sense for the woman. I feel like I'm going to orgasm either way. You yeah, know that's I mean? socks on, socks off. But I bet you, and my girlfriend's a prime example of this. She's one of those people that's always freezing cold. And she's made the joke before. She's like, I could never be a stripper, not because like I'd feel uncomfortable, but she's because like, cause I'd be so cold up there. She's like, I would just be freezing. And I, I, um, I, I really it's good do thing, think... It's a good thing morality's not what's keeping her <laughs> off the pole. I really do think that, yeah, her having socks on because her feet are always cold. That's one of the things that like is due to be yesterday, 95 degrees outside. Sure. My feet are cold. I'm really? freezing over here. So I think that would just put her in a more like comfortable state, a more like, you know, she'd relaxed, she'd, right? She'd feel more relaxed. And therefore, obviously you'd be more likely to orgasm when you feel more. Relaxed. Yeah. They talk about the cozy factor in here too. And they say, that's what helps you fall asleep faster with people who wear socks. You know what I mean? Is that, you know, you're, you're cozy where for me, I feel like my feet are going to sweat and I got to like get the socks off before I go to bed. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't wear socks to sleep, even in, like the dead of winter. Yeah, no, yeah. I it, it, no, it bothers me. But so like sex, as our socks on during mm. sex also is kind of freaks me out because I feel like I am the kind of person who's going to constantly be thinking about the fact that I'm naked except for that, yeah. and I'm going to be able to feel it. It's going to be on my mind. Um, maybe like the no show like ankle socks, maybe because you really wouldn't notice those. But if you're wearing like like. You know, crew socks, if you're wearing them halfway up your calf and you're having sex, I'd feel really stupid. Like, I really would. Yeah, I would feel like an idiot. And also, the same way, where if I was having sex with a woman and she was naked, and you're going to appreciate that because a woman's body naked right. is fantastic. It's one of the best things you're ever going to see in your life. And then I'm going to slow down, and you got a pair of like Reebok socks on. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to, isn't it going to take some of the appeal out? Yeah, unless they were like part of like the look. If it was like, if she was wearing like those knee high socks, okay, maybe that could be hot oh, yeah but if it's just like normal like everyday socks no it's definitely yeah. gonna throw me off it's just like i you know i always say i always said about a woman's feet pay attention to the shoes they wear because like a woman can be beautiful but if they have bad shoes on or their feet are gross it's like it can ruin the whole thing like if pam anderson came over your house well that's a bad example she's not really hot anymore but take a hot woman throwing her a pair of reebok high tops you don't want that you don't want that at all they're gonna look ridiculous that's why nobody wants to bang a WNBA player except for other WNBA players <laughs> it's the only people that want to have sex with them a car dealership is sick and tired of dealing with a panhandler and they've gone out of their way to end their their and your suffering and of course they're under fire for it we'll give you that story next on the stansbury show please relax this will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You're a jerk. You're 7.30, a jerk. the most fortifiable story ever. You're a jerk. If you're a fan of that segment when we do it, 7.30, you don't want to miss that. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. If you own a, a business, a small or large, one of the things you don't like is when somebody's standing out in front of it asking your patrons for money, right? I understand that there are people in need, and I totally get that. Right. But if you're owning that business, it can really hurt your business. Like, I had owned a bar once upon a time, right? And there was a kid that used to like to hang out in the bar a lot. Kid, I mean, actually, I think he was two years older than I was. But he kind of came off like, his name's Jason. I love Jason. And, uh, you know, he's one of my customers that I always knew when he came in, he didn't have enough, did, totally didn't have enough money to be in the bar. And he was going to find a way, much like in high school when the kid's always going around table to table, borrowing 25 cents from everybody to get the pizza. This, Jason was very much the same way in the bar. 
And sooner or later, I just there were nights where I had to kind of grab him and be like, Jason, you got to go. You're just bothering people. You got to go. And he would go down the street or whatever. Yeah, nobody wants to be you know pressured into giving. Nobody. That's not. It's not a comfortable place for anyone to right. be. And you know, it happens once, and you're like, eh, okay, whatever. It happens twice, you're like, eh, dude, why am I coming back to this place? It happens three times, it's like, well, why am I even coming to this area of town? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll dude, I'll just go somewhere else where I'm not going to be like hassled by people all the time. I get that. I genuinely. Do. I do. Totally Totally get that. Like I live downtown, right? And so there's that right aid right down, the, uh, you know, off a of market. And I'll think to myself if I want to go there to get something in the afternoon, like, all right, well, may, take enough money to where, where where you buy what you buy. If you break change, you get enough money to pass a little bit of it out outside that door because those they're the same three guys are always right in front of that right aid. It's like part of my thought process. So if you own a business, it's one of those things that it will really start to bother you. And I bring this up because there's a car dealership in Michigan who was sick of dealing with it, and so. Much like other car dealerships, they have like a car out in front of it, right? Mm-hmm. To like kind of advertise. So they open mm-hmm. the hood and in between the hood and like, you know, the engine, they put a, a large sign. Right. And the sign reads, please do not give anything to this panhandler. We have offered him a full time job at $10 an hour. And he said back to us, I make more money than any of you. And he did not want a job. So we're asking you to please donate to a more worthy cause. Now, People took a picture of this, mm-hmm. got upset about it, and the car dealership then had to take the sign down and do all that stuff. But if you ask me, I think this was well within their right. And I don't think it's a terrible idea to alert people that, you know what, we understand your giving nature and we want to support it. But there is a more worthy cause somewhere else that you might be able to do this with. Um, and are they not right about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's people who take advantage of situations and take advantage of people's good nature. There's no question about that. Yes, that is true. Um, I'm going to seriously question whether that guy does make more money than a dude working at a car dealership. I think that could just be frustration being vented out. F you. Like, yeah, you I, know, I agree with that. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, dude, they're standing on the side of the off ramp and they're driving away in a Lexus and they're, you know, they're living a life better than me. I, it's a no, small percentage of what's going on. On there. Very small percentage. Right. Are, like I said, are there people who are going to take advantage yes. of good nature? But I do not think that that's the, the general It's role. not the rule. It's the exception to it. I think that's much the same way about people who are like, oh, well, you're just eating lobster on, on food stamps. Where, yes, there are people who are doing that. I am not denying that. But I'm saying that as a whole, that's a much smaller percentage than than than, than I think most people assume. Yeah, I would. I would imagine that it does happen. There's, you know, what I mean. Yes, and, and, no, no denying it. But it's not to the point to where alarming status. I wouldn't think. But if I'm this car dealership, this to me feels like totally inbounds. Okay. Now, what I would say is, is it is a sign in front of your business that not everybody's going to agree with, and right. you sell cars. Right. So what I would do is I would try to cast a wider net if it were me. Yeah, and I, I, I think you could, you know easily get around that where you don't have to single this dude out or you don't have to necessarily make it that, but like having a sign that says, you know, homeless shelter, you know, donations accepted here, that would probably ring better and feel better to, to most people while kind of addressing the issue. Without don't point mess- to the negative. Highlight right. a positive right. for yourself and then, then let the natural course take place. Now, that's just you and I talking like, well, what's the smartest business move to make? Because I think that is a smarter business move to make. I would agree. When we're coming down to it, that business is allowed to do what it wants. And if that business that wants too. to have that sign out there, I, I think it's ridiculous that anybody would like tell them, no, you're not allowed to do I that. I always say about businesses, let a business be who 
it is. Let a business be what the business they want to be, and the market will depict whether or not they survive. And I feel like that 95% of the time, I feel like that's okay. Um, and as far as the, we offer this guy a $10 an hour full-time job, and if they did, that's really awesome on them. That's a, that's a noble thing to do. Um, some people, and I know that this is going to frustrate people to the end of the earth hearing this, but some people... Or, you know, hey, I don't, you know, I don't have a home. I don't have the resources to go, to get to this job on a regular basis. And I know, like, oh, you're there every single day taking money donations. I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, and he I is mean, there. And I mean, I just, you just don't know what this dude's issue is. I mean, does he have, like, a, a, a mental disorder that he's not employable? You know what I mean? That's, you, you at least have to consider that as a possibility. Oh, yeah. It's going to definitely be one of the options uh, of what could be going on there. And I won't deny that. But I, but I think if you're offered a job, I, I would make the and maybe I'm I might be making this too simplistic, but I think I would at least make the attempt because somebody's trying to help me. Now that again might be a lot of logic for somebody who may be suffering from a mental right. health issue. Right. You know what I mean? And luckily for me, I'm able to use logic. But I I would I'm perfectly okay with what the car dealership did. Agreed. I would just tell you, I, there are going to be people who are going to are, are going to choose to drive down the street to buy a car from somebody else because of what the sign said. Now, if you're okay with that, then be who you are. I'm totally fine with that. And I do find it to be a little annoying when people will refuse work when offered it to you yet and then ask for money from my consumers. Yeah. That's fine. Then. If you don't want the job, that's fine. But go stand in front of somebody else's business and affect their customer base, not mine. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. 8.30, we'll get you hooked up with Tom Segura tickets, his show in October at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. 8.30 is when we'll pass out the first pair of those. Yesterday, we were filling you in on a story where a couple in Lake Township had been murdered in their home, and there were no signs of forceful uh, entry, and they had said yesterday they felt, authorities did, that they had known their attacker. And we ended up finding out that that, to be true, um, they have a man in custody, George uh, Brinkman, I believe is his name is, and uh, he stands accused of, uh, of shooting Rogel John and his wife, Roberta, in their Lake Township home. And then we heard a little bit yesterday that this was going to be then linked to the triple homicide in North Royalton, where a woman, Suzanne Taylor, and her two daughters had been killed. And I had said yesterday before any information had come out about the elderly couple here that their son had called police and, uh, you know, when he had, you know, had not heard from them after returning back from vacation, he became, you know, began uh, concerned about that and then called the cops. And I said, my guess is that he would be a person of interest in that. And um, that was, and I said yesterday, it was purely speculation. Turns out that's not the case. And, uh, you know, if there is going to be any silver lining, that would definitely be one of those for me. We have taken some audio from Fox 8 to help us um, wrap up what's happening here in the cases and with Mr. Brinkman, and uh, we're going to run that for you right now. I just stopped by my dad's house. So this is the 911 call, right? I'm sorry? Correct. This is the 911 call. This is the son calling uh, the authorities about his parents. I just stopped by my dad's house to check on him, and I, I think he and his wife might be dead. She's on the bed, he's on the floor, and neither one of them is responding. The victims, identified as 71-year-old Rajel John and his 64-year-old wife, Roberta, were found dead in the bedroom, according to the sheriff. 
The suspect, George Brinkman, was house-sitting for the couple, but court documents indicate they were shot during a robbery on the day or the day after they returned from vacation. Brinkman was traced through GPS and a cell phone to a home in Brunswick last night, and a nine-hour standoff went on until he was finally taken into custody. Police say he's also a suspect in the murders of Suzanne Taylor and her daughters, 18-year-old Kylie Pfeiffer and 21-year-old Taylor Pfeiffer, who were college students. Investigators won't comment on a motive for the Stark County murders, but did say Brinkman worked for the John family and used to date Rajel's daughter. Meantime, wow. detectives continue to search for any other possible links to the families who were murdered. We're still sorting through some of that. I have detectives up in uh, North Royalton right now, um, but it's a little early to say if there's a connection. Don't believe that there is. Uh, I think uh, the relationship between the two is just Mr. Brinkman. So they didn't know one another is what he's saying. Yeah, that was Sheriff George Mayer at the end right there. Um, and yeah, it, there was no, these people weren't related to each other, didn't know each other. There was no connection other than this, you know, suspect. And he was not the woman's, Suzanne Taylor's boyfriend from what I understand, because they're talking, like the authorities have talked to him and, but apparently they knew one another on Facebook. Like he had been commenting on pictures of her and her children. And he had said, I guess at the time during the standoff, I would never hurt. Sue and the kids. I just love them so much. He had he had told a couple of people all that. It's it's. I'm a little confused on what their relationship may have been or might not have been. I'm a little confused on that. You know, obviously more details will come out. But like they said, I mean, even the relationship between him and the elderly couple that was murdered. That's a little bit like well, where murky. How right? Where did this end? When did it start? And what was the motivation behind both of these things? Where it's like you just don't know. You know, it's crazy to me because I saw this story up in was it North Royalton. Yeah, I saw this developing, and never in my wildest dreams would I have been like, "Oh, dude, that's connected to what happened." Never would have thought that. You right? Know, I thought, "Well, man, boy, it sucks to five dead bodies in Northeast Ohio in one in one morning. Uh, terrible." But never would I have put those two together. Yeah, my first thought was not this is going to end up being the same person because of the distance. And again, I wouldn't assume people would know one another. Although you know what I mean. And it turns out maybe that they didn't, and that he was the only link between those two things what a i don't know just what a what a sad thing i i, I mean and i don't want to say that I'm, I'm happy that they have this guy but like i i, I there will be at least clarity there's going to be an opportunity to see what happened here as opposed to him just winding up dead and we never would have been able to like really figure out i agree with you but when this becomes a fourth and fifth day story what we're going to be talking about is that because According to reports I read last night, he had been waving a weapon and they took him down by taser, not by shooting him. Really? And that's what people are going to focus on. And right, maybe rightfully so, which is like, because when I remember like another situation happened the other day and they had used it, the Canton cop had used his gun to take a guy down. And I said, right. well, maybe if they're waving a weapon at you, they, they skip past taser and they go to gun. And I maybe, understand that. And that, that was like kind of my, I, and I was speculating. I was like, maybe that's why they do that. But in this case, the guy was waving a handgun around from what I understand. And they took him down by taser and arrested him versus shooting him. That's going to hit the new, that's going to be, like I said, the fourth, fifth day story once they wrap up what happened. He, they said he was barricaded for nine hours. Right. I, I mean, I just don't know. They went what, in in the middle of the night early morning. 
morning, I believe. I don't know what the difference is between, you know, being in a, not a hostage situation, but something like that where, you, where you're. Because where there was a bunker, woman in the house. Where you're bunkered down versus if you're just out in the world. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. That's but, a tough, tough but, place for a But people to be. are going to, that's going to be part of the story as this week unfolds, as, as we get closer to a resolution of this. You're going to start to hear about the fact that they did not shoot him and they brought him down by taser. And what if this had been this? And what if this had been that? And would it have gone down that way? That's going to start to come into this story. So, you know, if, 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 if I'm adding all this up together correctly, you know, he murdered the North Royalton or he murdered the family up north first, correct? If I if I'm following the timeline right, yes, that's what it seemed like to me. I just I just wonder, and then came down here and then went back went to back, Brunswick and went back up and like I just have to wonder why did you pick this elderly couple to come down here and murder? You know what I mean? Like, all right, so something happens, and I'm not saying that it's okay, but if something happens and and you snap and you decide I'm going to kill this woman and her two kids, what made you drive an hour south? murder somebody else, and then drive an hour back up north. Well, did they say something in this audio, I believe they did, about a robbery maybe down here? And I think he was house-sitting for them. If they came home early and maybe he was taking things out, or they noticed there was already things being taken out, you know, taken out, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what led to that. Maybe it was a confrontational thing. I don't know. Um, But that part struck me very odd. I'm with you. That part struck me very odd as well. It's, um, I mean, I'm happy they have them. Hopefully, we'll get some more answers onto it. And uh, you know, the uh, the relatives of these people, if they can get anything closure, maybe. I mean, I don't know what yeah, you're really going to walk away with. I don't know how you're going to feel any better about it. But I mean, at least if somebody's going to be serving the justice that's deserved for it, I guess maybe that will help. You know, bring a resolution to you, but I'm telling you, over the next few days, it's going to turn into had this been this, they wouldn't have used a taser, they would have shot him. You just brace yourself for that being it. And maybe we should examine that because maybe there is something to that. I don't know, but I know it's definitely going to be part of what we're starting to talk about over the next few days. We have the most Florida file story ever, and that happens next on Rock 1069. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. On Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 830, we'll get you hooked up with some Tom Segura tickets. The comedian stops by the Hard Rock Roxino Norfield Park in October. We'll get you hooked up a little early at 830. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on that. Tom Segura, funny dude. Uh, Hard Rock Roxino, best buffet in Northeast Ohio. Get up there, people. It is delicious. It's been a while since I've had that. It's delicious. I feel like eating away some pain. Yeah, I have been for the last yeah. few days. What uh, what's uh, what's what's causing it? What's Dude, happening? I'm just frustrated right now. I'm yeah. just a little stag. My life's a little stagnant right now. Like right. I keep saying this, I there's just not a lot of surprise in it. Okay, you know what I mean. I feel like I'm stuck in a routine and a rut, and part of that routine is is my golf game, which is suffering really bad for like the last four or five days. Yeah, like I didn't even do anything related to it yesterday, and it's honestly it's it, it's it's bothering the hell out of me. And so I'm just I feel bad about myself, and that's where I run. 
to food to make myself feel better temporarily. Then I feel worse because I'm all fat and chubby. Then I eat to get over that. And it's just, dude, it's just carbs after carbs after carbs, bro. You've got a couple different vicious cycles going on. No in your gym, life right no tan, now. no laundry, just carbs. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I know you complained about the golf game to me yesterday, and there was a couple times yesterday. I'm like, dude, what is grinding his gears over there? Like, I was like, I know it's not me, or I hope it's not me. I'm like, the show's okay, and you're just losing your mind over little things. I was I was a little hungry yesterday during the program. And there was a couple of times where I was like, man, I kind of <laughs> let that one get away from me a little bit. And I wonder if um, the golf game is, and I was like, and I thought to myself, I'm like, well, is he sucking at golf, and that's why he's frustrated? Yes. Or is he frustrated about something else, and that's why he's sucking about it's sucking at golf? And it's just, a, I think you're in a self defeating cycle here. Column A, keep- column B, maybe okay. there. Okay. I, I, you know what I mean? I, like most things in life, I think there's probably more than one factor. Um, I know I'm kind of. You know, I shouldn't do this. Yeah, you but should. <laughs> Let I, it out. The other night we went to we we were all out. We were actually all playing golf together, me and a couple of friends. Yeah. And then we went out to dinner shortly after. And it was my buddy HJ and like his like kind of better half, my buddy Greg and uh, his better half, which happens to be HJ's sister, and then me. And we all come up to the table, and we were at Erie Street, and we all come up to the table to sit, and. I was like, yeah, leave the empty chair right in front of me on the other side of the table. Just drive home the point that nobody loves me and I'm sad and I'm miserable. I'm never going to be able to find anybody. And then they all started like shuffling chairs around to figure out. It's like, guys, no matter where everybody sits, I'm going to notice the empty chair. And so is everybody else in the goddamn bar. And so is the waitress. It's all on me. It's good. And I have been kind of thinking about that. Like there were a couple, like we're going on vacation in July. Like yeah. we're going to take a week off. And I started thinking about things I could do. And I was like, well, I don't want to go do that. There's just, there is starting to, like, I don't know. There's starting to be flashing lights in the back of the head. It's like, dude, meet an interesting woman already. God damn it. Like find an interesting woman. And I, I don't know why I haven't. I've, I've met good looking women. I, I talk about this all the time. I haven't met anybody that interests me in quite a while. And it's starting to honestly get to be like, God damn it already. Are, a little bit. Are you? Are you? I, don't know, I mean, are you setting the bar too high? Are you setting this in like, well, it has to be somebody who is, you know, mentally stimulated you or whatever the case is, and I maybe maybe that's just not something that most people are going to do for you. You know what I mean? Like, even if you take it outside of the perspective of like women, like how many people have you met that were interesting in the past? Three years. Well, what, I, well, yeah, but I don't want to spend my time with somebody well, who's an, an un, uh, ungodly bore. Well, I mean, there's quite a difference between like an ungodly bore and like this, like, I feel like a very high standard you have set of like, oh, well, she has to be interesting. Like, I, I feel like there's probably a happy medium there, and that's where most truth lies. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to compromise for somebody that doesn't interest me. But and that's what relationships are. They're compromised. And I'm not doing it for somebody that's not interested. Well, then you're you're accepting to yourself that like you're going to be in this position. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, like I, I, but you're not okay with it. Well, I mean, yes, every now and again, it frustrates. Not not that I'm okay with it 100 percent of the time. I'm okay with it most of the time. There are times where yeah, it's kind of noticeable. But I do. I will admit, like during that dinner with those two couples, I saw things happening, and and I was like, you know what? I don't. I'm not dealing with that, and I'm not dealing with that, and I'm happy with that. So there is a little bit of that where I am not totally willing to compromise as much as a a person may need to, to work somebody else into their life. But I honestly, most times when I meet women and this isn't about women, this isn't like I have a hatred of, 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 of the sex, but like most times I'm just like, Oh, and this would be true of most men I met too. Like, I just want you to be quiet. Like when I, when I start talking to them, I'm like, yeah, nope. Next, give me something else. And I don't know what that is. 
I don't know what it is about that. I don't know if I'm getting more selective as my years go on. I don't know what it is. But I know that I'm not finding myself like I want to talk to that person more. I'm just I, I haven't had that happen in a long time. It does happen, hasn't happened in a while. And so yeah, maybe that's on my mind a little bit. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, got a lot going on. Okay. All right, all right. We can uh, we can we can lay down on the couch later if you want to. You yeah. know, Stansberry, tell me all your problems. You know, somebody's tweeting in telling me, you know, if you could get it out of your own head, you'd be all right. Right. Welcome to the program. <laughs> hey, it's the Stansberry <laughs> Show. Like, here. You know what I mean? Like I'm a little bit of a head case. That's the way it is. No, I, I, I overanalyze. I, I I think it's very fair and and worth noting that recently you've made a lot of progress in other areas of your yes. life where you've been you know a little self sabotaging. We could say working on the anger, and I feel like you've made great strides there. So I feel like if well, you concentrated the same efforts into like. I'm not saying like you have to go. Like I said, I don't. There's there's a happy medium between like somebody like oh my god the most boring person ever. I mean, dude, life's kind of uninteresting. And at the end of the day, when you're partnering up with somebody, you're partnering up with them for life. Like not just like the hey, all right, well let's talk about I don't know whatever you find interesting. Like let's uh, you know, but let's let. There's going to be those times when it's just Tuesday and you are just sitting there together and you are just kind of like well yeah, but you 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 gravitate towards being able to do that. And you only do that through getting to know somebody. And then, but again, it's much like people say, looks don't matter. Yes, they do. Of course they do. If you're not going to be attracted to somebody, you're not going to end up dating that person. That's just the way it works. It's not the only thing that matters, but it's definitely a factor. And interesting to me is definitely one of those things. Now, people are saying to me, you know, try not dating hot 23-year-old women. That's a fair point. But I will tell you that the last three women I went out with were all older than I was. And that I will occasionally dip a little lower in the age group for sexual activity. That has been known to happen in my life throughout throughout my life for sure. And that is guilty. And that yes, that's why some of those situations didn't work out. But it's not because I refuse to date age appropriate women. That's not why. There are a ton of reasons why, and it's all my fault. I would imagine because I'm a psychopath honestly is the more i listen to this i sound crazy oh yeah wait till you cut this up for the podcast and you're like oh dude who is wait till i cut this up and leave it out of the podcast (laughs) you know what i mean and people always tell me that too they're like you know you're a little honest on the radio which may shy some women away of course well the truth is i would rather date somebody who doesn't listen to the program anyway yeah that's hard to do it's definitely hard to do a lot of people listen. When everybody in Stark County listens to this program. It's a little hard to do. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely a complication to say that it's not and to say that you could just avoid it. It's, it's impossible. Like, yes, date, you know, dating somebody when you have this job, it will take it's hard. people away. It makes relationships harder. It makes, you know. It, Especially it, when you're going to be honest about them in yeah, here, too. it is. It's, it's, it's a tough thing it to do. It takes a special breed. So I, I understand. And I, I, I'm not, I, by no stretch of the imagination, am I like, well, dude, you have to be in a relationship to no. be happy. No no no, 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 no. I think that's the one of the big mistakes. Can't be in a good relationship until you're happy. One of the big mistakes people make in life is that they look for somebody Force else it. to complete them. They yeah. look like, oh, I'm just looking for somebody to complete me. Until you're a whole you're incomplete human being, you're never going to be in a successful Never find anybody worth being with. Right, right, right. I mean, it's one thing to say you want... You know, to be in a relationship with somebody that makes you better, or makes you want to be better, those are all fine. But like, you have to be content with yourself, and maybe that's where all the problems are coming in right now. Maybe it's a little bit of Stansberry, you know, uh, looking, you know, a, a little self portrait we're painting. Right well, I'm now, a little yeah. frustrated professionally right now, so maybe that has to do with it. Not, I mean, the show's going great. Okay, but much like anybody else at their job, there's things that happen, you know, with management and bosses and stuff that just kind of like weigh on your mind. Everybody worries about their job and what's going to happen with it. I got a lot of that going on right now. I mean, without going too far into detail, guys, 
the headlines on the radio business and the media business are not good. They're not good. They're not. This reminds me more, much like when the banks collapsed. Everybody was like, "Dude, those businesses are huge. That can't happen. That can't happen. That can't happen." And it was a year long where everybody's talking about how that can't happen. And guess what? It happened. Well, and I'm worried now that that's what. What are the headlines now? All the media companies are on the brink of collapse, and everybody's running around going, "Oh no, those are Fortune 500 companies. They're huge. There's no way." And I'm like, "Ah." Uh. And l- let me tell you, um, uh, we are not the financial sector of America, and we are not the automobile industry either. Radio employs, like, I don't know, 73 people across the country. So, like, it's if, literally flick a switch right, and it's done. If they want to shut the whole thing down, right. if they want to pull the power plug, I mean, what are, they, what are we going to do? It's kind of weighing on your boy's mind a little all bit, right? right? right. So, there's some of that. Of and, things. like, again, I'm not trying to knock him. I'm just trying to, you know what I mean? So, there's some of that, but I don't really think that that's what it is because ultimately, I'm one of those guys. I sweat the small stuff, but big, huge problems like losing my job don't care at all like that's why i'm so cavalier in here why i honestly why i speak as truthfully as i do because i'm like eh, if they throw me out they throw me out At the end of the day i did what i wanted to do i said what i wanted to say and i stood by it that's who i've always tried to be and if they throw me out they throw me out so i don't know if that's really what's going on i'm being asked what makes a woman interesting to you i'm going to tell you this she's going to have to have stuff going on in her own life She's going to need to have, like, I, I want a career-driven person okay. who has interesting hobbies on the side. I feel like that's who I am. I'm a career-driven person who has an interesting couple of hobbies on the side. If you don't bring at least that to the table, I'm going to yawn during, dur- during dinner with you. If I can't learn something from you, if I can't gain something by talking to you, you are of no use to me. So, so like... <laughs> I mean, somebody that has a job and plays golf and watches Game of Thrones. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but like, I mean, what? What, what do you mean? I, yeah, like, if I met a if, if I met an, a woman who was a lawyer and was like addicted to tennis, that would be interesting to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want some similarities in what I'm doing there. And yes, I want somebody who's requiring more out of themselves from what they do. And I don't want somebody who's willing to say, I'm like, yeah, this is what, like, you're going to have to require, I require more of me, so I'm going to need you to require more of you. Now, maybe that is setting the bar high, but if, when you're talking about finding a partner for your life, where else should the bar be set high at? The last thing I just should do is set a low well, bar in that. Right, but there's a difference between having a low bar, a high bar, and an unrealistic bar. So like, I don't think I'm. I don't think asking for a career-driven woman who has interests outside of her career and outside of what our relationship is going to be is unrealistic. But I don't think that that's the true bar. I think that's where you're saying it right now. I think that when if you were to meet somebody who has a job and has a couple of hobbies, you'd eventually be like, ah, yeah, whatever. It's a, this. I don't care about tennis. I don't care about what you care about. It's not the same thing to me. And you're. Th- Throwing hurdles in front of yourself to like actually reach where you want to go. Tucker tweets in and says, redefine relationship, maybe. Try polyamorous people. Maybe you don't need one woman. Maybe you need two or three. I don't know. What a headache. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I know it's, you know, it's the age old adage that it's every man's, you know, fantasy to sleep with every woman on the planet. But dude, sooner or later, you just want to go to dinner on Friday night and deal with one set of problems. That's why a lot of people stay in the relationship they're in. It's like, I already know her crazy. I already know how to deal with her crazy. I'm staying put. So you you can't find one person that you find is appropriate for a three of them is going to make it easier. I mean, that's, that sounds, that sounds rough. I guess. Man, I did not I did not really mean to like <laughs> play out all my frustration. But I guess this is what some people uh-huh. find interesting, right? Like uh-huh. appear into like what makes that dude so nuts? Well, and hopefully this gets it off you, man. Hopefully, like I said, I feel like over the past, you know, maybe forty eight hours you've just had a lot of a lot of on you and, and I'm glad you got it off, dude. I feel like I need to get it out. <laughs> <laughs>
and on to somebody else, maybe. Maybe that's what needs to happen. We were supposed to do it here, but we'll give you the most Florida-file story ever next on The Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. 8 30, we'll get you hooked up with those Tom Segura tickets. Minor league sports teams sometimes will go out of their way to do wild promotional ideas to get people through the door. Of right? course. And it makes all the sense in the world. Totally get it. Gotta do it. But a minor league baseball team in Florida is planning to do something Thursday that is catching some attention. What is it? Is it silly bobblehead night? Is it going to be a silly bobblehead? Can I get one? They're getting ahead of Father's Day early yeah. and going to do a promotion on Thursday since Father's Day is then on Sunday. Father's Day is this coming Sunday? I believe so. Is that right? I don't know. According to this report, it is. I don't pay attention to that holiday so much anymore. But I believe it is. Yes, it is. Okay. And so what the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are going to do... Jeez Louise. On Thursday... Jeez, the Jumbo Shrimp. Going to the Jumbo Shrimp game. (laughs) They normally... They normally do their Thirsty Thursday celebrations on Thursday night to pull in the younger audience. Yeah, a lot of a lot of places will do like college ID night, yeah. you know, dollar drafts or whatever. Like Highlight that. the beer versus the baseball because right. that's where the money is made. Right. And the team is doing the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Bar Thursday night. The team is calling it the You May Be a Father promotion. Okay. And it comes with a free pregnancy test. And it says, so you'll know if you need to return for Sunday's Father's Day game. It will be an evening filled with suspense, intrigue, and manila envelopes, they claim. They say, here, we were just sitting around the promotions meeting. That must be cool. Looking at our calendar, and the general manager, Harold Craw, told the Florida Times Union, there's something that plays to our thirsty Thursday crowd, which tends to be young professionals and college students. They like to have a good time Mm -hmm. and would appreciate this being tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. He says here the pregnancy test will only be given to those who want one. Yeah, I mean, the last thing you want to do is to be an organization just giving pregnancy tests test to women that's not going to play well like you just having a, a, an associate do i look pregnant right right exactly. there's, there's going to be that exactly. not only that but watch you pass one out to a girl that's 16 but looks 21 right you're going to get yourself into an issue there a woman who is unable to have children who oh. lost you know lost the ability to have children to cancer or something like that Jeez, i didn't even yeah, think of that that's not going to be a good look at all no hey here's a pregnancy test like i can't have kids you son of a bitch oh i never even thought of that yeah dude that'd be bad all right yeah i mean yeah i, I just just lost a child. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So you you don't just want to start throwing that around. Man, I come from a family where that's been an issue in my family too, and I would have never even thought of that. Man, they're under fire. I can't believe this is still going to go through. I don't have an issue. I personally don't have an issue. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, I don't think it's over the line. Is it appropriate for kids? Although, okay, so we have a local baseball team. Yeah. we ha- You know what I mean? Rubber in the area. Yeah, we got yeah. the Rubber Ducks, right? And our bank of radio stations does do a lot of work with them. Of course. And if I went to a meeting today and they said to me, hey, here's what's going to happen at the Rubber Ducks game, I'd be like, ah, uh, I feel like, I would have felt like I was being punked. 
Like, I, I understand w- wacky promotion. I do. Mm-hmm. Dunk tanks and whatever it is you got to do out there. Dunk the local news anchor, yeah. all that stuff. I totally understand why all that stuff go down. You got to sell the tickets. But if the, if I was sitting in a meeting today, like the charge, like, right? We have the can charge. If they were saying, hey, this is what we're going to do, I'd be like, all right, I'm being punked, right? Like, that's not actually happening. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I actually had a meeting with the charge. And uh, number one, I can I can gladly and proudly say that I will be with the can charge again next season. So that's nice. good news. Um, and they were like, hey, dude, we're throwing around some ideas for promotions. And like, you know, we know you've worked on a lot of radio stations. And what do you think about this? What is it? Blah, 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 blah. Frozen T-shirts. And, and, well, at no point was it like, yo, we're going to do you know pregnancy tests i think the thing to do here i think paternity tests would probably be the real thing to do here condoms would have been what i would have done here for your thirsty thursday crowd avoid your next father's day and that whole thing for sure is that appropriate for a family event condoms is pregnant i mean pregnancy test is pregnancy test feels different than condoms to me yeah like condoms feels like encouraging you to have sex pregnancy test feels almost medical to me that feels like a split hair distinction to me. Well, I mean, we're not too far off of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. Say, I would say doing a fake Maury Povich, you are the father, you're not the father during the seventh inning stretch would be a better idea than uh, pregnancy tests. I think like the mascot, oh my gosh, you are the father. And then, you know, it's I don't also know. pregnancy. I'm not using anything you bought in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, what do you do? Are you getting dollar store pregnancy tests? I don't. I know women are probably like, yeah, those work just as fine. I don't know, but I wouldn't trust anything you were buying in bulk. I couldn't believe when I read that. I was like, if I was in that meeting, I would have thought I was being punked for sure. We'll get ahead of what the Cavs may do to bolster up their roster to take care of Kevin Durant and the Warriors. That happens next on the Stansberry Show. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone, just kiss your friend Pegs. The Stansberry Show, one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, and available on iHeartRadio as well. If you have not heard, there's some breaking news coming out of D.C. where House Majority Whip Steve Scalise and his aides have been shot at a baseball practice in Virginia, just outside of D.C. This is kind of unfolding now. Um, I heard that they have the suspect in custody already. But as I'm reading some of these... I read about this from Twitter, and as I'm reading some of the comments, it's just disgusting already how 10 minutes after this news breaks, it's already whose fault it is. And I'll read you one of these. I blame this one on the Democrats because of their anti-Trump and anti-American pushing an agenda of resist. Shame on Obama, Clinton, and all the dummycrats. How do, we, how do, you, how do you know that? You don't know that. Why are we already there? People have been shot. This is a tragedy unfolding live in front of our eyes. And you're already to your side's right and that side's wrong? That's just annoying. Terrible situation, man. People are shot. Yeah. And, you're, and, and your first instinct is like, well, let's take to Twitter and blame the other side of, of the political aisle. We have no idea that that's what played into this yet. 
Okay, so it's baseball practice. I'm like, dude, what are, who, what are they doing baseball at eight o'clock in the morning for? But I guess there's like a, a rec league that they play on and uh, the baseball practice. I, 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 I was kind of worried. I was kind of yeah. concerned about. It. I was like, wait, your kids are probably in school, so right. like, what's that all about? Right. But okay, so this was like a like I don't know, like an intramural, I guess, kind of baseball practice that they do. Okay, well that that makes sense. Um, a terrible situation. I don't know why you would instantly go to, well, this is politics. And I mean, it's, but people just want that confirmation. People want, well, yes, I feel better about myself because my side's right. And it doesn't matter whether it is or it isn't as long as you present it. Don't you want to wait to find out if your side is right? Like, no. not even on this. Like, I still <laughs> no. wouldn't, no matter what happens, I wouldn't use this as as a platform to me to shove it down your throat that one side's right, one side's wrong. I, that's just who I am as a person. I wouldn't do it. But like when I'm reading these comments, it's disgusting. It, you know, obviously there's details, but right now I'm seeing that the gunman is dead. I, I guess we're just going to have to let things kind of develop before we. Can. I've read both reports okay. that that they that they caught him alive and that they caught him dead. This is again, you're relying on tweets. Right. I, I would rather wait a little while until some actual news comes out, and right. you know we can fill you in a little bit. Um, with a more educated response there. But I, I just, when I saw these comments and I saw people just so quick to it, it's like God, people are being rushed to the hospital right now. This isn't a Republican. This isn't a Democrat issue. This is an us issue. And you, you gotta, you, you just gotta fight the temptation to, to stand up on your soapbox and to say people, see, this is why we're right. Cause you don't even know that yet. I mean, a very real possibility this had nothing to do with, with politics, anything. Right, it could have just been right. random. Now, it ha- I, I believe, um, they say the gunman might have been around the area at 6 a.m. Kind of sounds like he knew people were going to be there. Um, it, so that part's a little suspicious, but still, we don't know anything yet. And I don't know what you're bringing Obama into this for. Right. <laughs> Talk about a guy sitting around going, you know, that's like, why am I being dragged into this? Well, it, but like I said, people want to believe what they believe, so it doesn't matter what happens. And then, dude, in, in the era of yelling fake news at something and changing facts to fit your opinion rather than your opinion being changed by facts, I mean, people will go to that automatically. I'm not surprised at all, actually. It's disheartening. Honestly, it's just disheartening. <clears throat> And uh, obviously, some more information I would imagine will start to come out as the program progresses. I do want to, uh, well, I don't want to, but I need to take this break here. And I want to examine what the Cavaliers may do to bolster up their roster to help us take down the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant. We'll look into that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have those Tom Segura tickets. We'll pass those out here shortly. If you have not heard yet, there's been a shooting in the D.C. area where House Majority Whip Steve Scalise has been uh, shot and his aides on the way to the hospital. From what we understand, during the break, we took the opportunity to uh, grab some audio from a man who was on the scene. This is Representative, is it Mo Brooks? Correct. Republican from Alabama. And uh, here's his, um, well, his account of what happened. Uh, uh, Mo Brooks, he is at the baseball practice. He was there when the shooting broke out. He's on the phone with us now. Congressman, can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir. Forgive my voice cracking a little bit, but the adrenaline. Sure. And the emotion is still high. Of course. Uh, yeah. It's totally understandable. Yeah, Are you okay? What do you know about the situation there? Well, right now, we're secure. Um, we were we get here about six fifteen, six thirty. If you're familiar with the movie, remember the Titans? Yeah. Well, we practice on their uh, baseball 
field, um, 6.15, 6.30. Tomorrow night is supposed to be the game. Hopefully we'll still have it, but I don't know. What? I mean, I'm sorry, what? about 600000 All right. I, 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 I don't want to jump up and down on the guy, right? He's just been through the, something horrific, you know what I mean? And I'm sure there's a little bit of shock in there, but hopefully you still play the game as the guys are being are, are the men and women are being carted to the hospital for gunshot wounds now trust me as a guy who talks into a live microphone who's made plenty of mistakes about major things i understand how it can happen but i don't know if that was the best opportunity to be like i hope we get this intramural softball game in field um 6 30 tomorrow night is supposed to be the game hopefully we'll still have it but i don't know it raises about $600,000 for charity, and we played in the Washington Nationals Baseball Stadium. Frequently the president will come, so it's a pretty good time for all, except for the fact that the Democrats have been beating us so much. Uh, but I was, uh, he means that. in the baseball game itself, right? I think so, yeah. And you can even hear the news anchors are like, like dude, dude what, what now's we, not the time. What are we talking about, man? Dude, why are you, go, why are you, bringing, dude, why are you doing Bill Maher type stuff right now? <laughs> you guys have seen the movie and remember the Titans, and it's like, yeah, but what are we, what are we talking about? Well, I, I mean, he's trying to give you a relation to, to, to people who might not know of where the practicing was. I, I'm with you. It seemed like a, a weird, baseball field. Hey, let me reference this movie from 20 years ago with Denzel in it. That was a little strange. Uh, but I was uh, on deck uh, about to hit batting practice on the third base side of home plate, and I hear a loud bam. And I look around, and behind third base in the third base dugout, which is cinder block, I see a rifle. Um, and I see um, a little bit of a body, and then I hear yeah. another blam, and I realize that there's an active shooter. Uh, at the same time, I hear Steve Scalise over near uh, second base uh, scream. Uh, he was shot. He's our majority whip. Um, the gun was a semi-automatic. It continues to fire at uh, different people. You can imagine all the people in the field scatter. Yeah. Um, I run around to the first base side of home plate, and we have a batting cage that's got plastic wrapped around it to stop foul balls and hide behind the plastic. You know, that plastic's not real good. And I was lying on the ground with two or three others. Not to hide from that, no. Continues. Heard a break in the gunfire and decided to take a chance. Ran from home plate to the first base dugout, which is also center block and down about two or three feet, so you can have better cover. Um, There were a number of congressmen and congressional staffers who help us uh, lying on the ground. Uh, One of them uh, was wounded. Uh, in the leg, took off my belt, and uh, myself and another congressman, I don't remember who, uh, applied a tourniquet to try to uh, slow down the bleeding. Uh, in the meantime, I'm towards the right field side of the uh, dugout, and there's gunfire within about five or six, seven feet of my head. Jeez. And I look up, and there's a guy with a gun blasting away, fortunately. It was one of the good guys. One of our security detail who was shooting back. Uh, of course, it was pistol versus rifle. Our pistols versus the shooter's rifle along the third baseline uh, just outside the chain link fence. Um, and he was ordering us to stay down. Of course. Another security detail uh, person was closer to home plate. Probably, I couldn't see him, but probably on the home plate side of the uh, dug out outside the fence line using the dugout as cover as he's firing back. And there must have been 50 to 100 shots fired. Oh, man. Part two. Uh, 
itemize them. Eventually, it seems that the shooter shot both of our security detail people. Um, uh, there were some congressmen on phones screaming for reinforcements. Seemed like a long time when we weren't even hearing sirens from local police officers, which tells me they probably did not yet know what was going on. Um, eventually, the shooter starts circling around third base. Uh, this is my understanding. Of course, I'm down on the ground helping the guy who's got a, a bullet hole in his leg. Oh. Um, and the shooter starts coming around the home plate towards we are uh, outside the fence line. And my understanding is that's where our uh, security detail, uh, maybe some of the ones who were wounded, uh, still defending us, uh, took him down. We don't know for sure yet whether that means do we have yeah, we do it just came in from cbs news okay. the suspect is in custody and is one of the people wounded at the shooting uh in washington dc so they have him in custody he's so alive they, he is alive the shooter. the shooter is alive and they have him in custody is what cbs and abc news are both tweeting out right now you were listening to mo brooks they is a um republican out of alabama who was there on the scene watching that go down um people are already starting to speculate that this is an action done on what is the birthday of Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States. Today is? Yeah, today is uh, is Donald really? Trump's birthday. I'm surprised that's not a bigger like news story. I think a couple of things may have knocked that off uh, the front page Fair. with you know the London thing that uh, that has happened with that apartment building fire, and now this is happening. Maybe maybe it got bumped. I don't know, but people are starting to speculate that this is part of we hate him it's his birthday we're making sure it doesn't go well this happened now i don't uh, know yeah. that to be true this is just what i'm I'm just telling you what people are already speculating online i don't know if that has anything to do with it personally i think we're going to end up finding out that this had nothing to do with anything and that a person just honestly was a little off and had some mental health issues now i don't know that it could be politically motivated i don't my gut doesn't say that right now, but I have been wrong about things before. That was from CNN, or that audio we just took was from Mo Brooks live with CNN. I'm just seeing somebody tweet right here. This is Jake Tapper. Um, according to Mo Brooks, he was going after elected officials. So, I, oh, okay. I, I mean, all right, I, uh, right. Okay, so like I said, I could be wrong on things, uh, right? And I mean, we just don't know yet. And I mean, it's very easy to go to. This is unfolding now, right? It's very easy to go to you our know, fear and, and our, our assumptions, but and hey, hatred. Let's give it, let's give it a minute here. I'd like to, yeah, I, 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 I really would. Um, but I guess, given how polarizing and how contentious this uh, political climate is right now, I guess it's not absurd to think that that had something to do with it. I mean, no, I, I mean, it's not crazy to draw that line. I suppose, obviously not. I mean, and it's not like this is the first example of a a representative of the U.S. government being shot over political reasons. I mean, I mean, Gabby right. Gifford got her, her her face tore back. You know, that was Arizona, right? Right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's it's certainly not too much of a stretch to think that somebody you know took took the political rhetoric and and kind of ran with it in their own crazy way. Um. You're going to hear a lot about how responsible or irresponsible news broadcasts are right now. You're going to hear a lot about that. It's 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 definitely a a terrible situation, but it's not indicative of either side. It's not fair to put craziness on as, as a one side exclusive thing. Like, oh, dude, you see what the Democrats are doing? Any that's, large group of people has nuts in that's, it. That's that, that's that's ridiculous to go to. That, yeah, that really is. I really do. Um, I, I think that too. I, I kind of forgot, and I'm glad he he talked about it. But you know, obviously, senators and representatives of the House and and they have armed security with them at all times. I mean, it's not Secret Service, but they still have people with them that are, that, are, <laughs> that are bodyguards. And 
I, I mean, thank God. Like, thank God that those people were could there. Have been way worse. Of course, it could have been way worse. There would have been way worse. And uh, you know, uh, you know, it, some people are going to make this up. Democrats are crazy, and it's Obama's fault and it's Hillary Clinton's fault. Some people are going to automatically go to, "Oh, dude, it's the gun laws, and we give guns to like guys." Just let this happen. Like, let this breathe. Man. To me, those are conversations for tomorrow, right? And and I understand why events bring up previous conversations. I totally understand that. Like I, I read there's this woman who's kind of like a national pundit and she's definitely a conservative and her name's Leah the Boss or whatever on Twitter and I follow her. And um she's already out there going, is this the leftist assassination fantasies coming true already? And it's like, you know what kills jeez, me? You know what jeez. kills me is is that you know, and that's actually a poor choice of words right there. You know what bothers me is is that in every other aspect, all they ever talk about is how the left side of politics are the weak-willed pussies. And yet this happens, and now you're, you're out there, now they're Rambo? Which one is it? Are they weak-willed sissies, or are they Rambo? You gotta pick, you gotta pick a side. You don't get both. And I don't, to, to, yeah, like I said, to put this on anyone, uh, it just, it's ridiculous. I mean, this is one crazy person doing something absolutely deplorable, something absolutely despicable. And, 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 and to use it for your furthering of your cause, it is. That's a terrible thing to do. Yeah. I, e- I, either side there. Looking to capitalize there, it's just, it's in bad taste. I understand how it happens, but it's in bad taste. And when I'm telling you something's in bad taste, it's probably in bad taste. We'll be right back with more Stansbury Show. Hang on. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you have not heard yet, there's breaking news out of D.C. where a shooting has occurred. Where House Majority Whip Steve Scalise was shot, I believe four people in total. Um, I believe a few of his aides were also hit. Uh, Rand Paul is saying he heard 60 shots, is Uh, what he's saying? Yeah, it was, uh, and I heard it was congressional police, too. So officers of the law that were shot, uh, one one politician, and I think one of his aides. I think there's five people shot from what I've put together so far. I have the statement from President Donald J. Trump, who says, The vice president and I are aware of the shooting incident in Virginia and are monitoring the developments closely. We are deeply saddened by this tragedy. Our thoughts and prayers are with the members of Congress, their staffs, Capitol Police, first responders, and all others affected. That's uh, from the desk of the president there. Um, Yeah, what a... What a, what a weird thing. What a, I mean, what a, I, 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 weird's not the right word. What a sad thing. And um, more information is, you know, coming out. They, we do know they have the shooter. They have him in custody. We did find that out. Um, and we hear that the Democrats were practicing their baseball practice, uh, you know, right around the – I believe it's right around the corner. And we're told that the immediately everybody kind of like hit their knees, started praying for that whole thing. And I thought to myself as I was hearing that on the news during the break, like, of course, because that's what a human being does. Yeah. That's what a human being would do. I'm, I'm a non-believer, but I would want my well wishes to be represented for people who were being shot. You know what I mean? So I totally understand how that happened. Um, this, this, I think the fact that it was so early in the morning, obviously is kind of a, you know, thing that has people scratching their heads. I guess the first gunshot went off at like seven in the morning is, is from what I've kind yes, of put together. That's what I heard. And, you know, I, at the end of the day, there's just no room for violence in politics. And that's kind of what America, you know, one of the best things about America is that, you know, this isn't something that anybody is celebrating right now. Nobody's looking at this like, boy, this is a victory. Or nobody should be looking at this. Nobody. Right. No, nobody. That's no, the better way to say no, it. No, no, nobody. Well, and nobody. 
nobody that's worth a damn should be thinking in that in those terms. And, and that's the best way to and, say. It. And it's just a a frustrating place to be that you know that it seems to me um, the senator is is going to be okay. I think the two police officers are going to be okay. Um, but you know this is already being turned into a very ugly thing in the politics scheme of things. And it's, it's, I mean, that honestly is kind of one of the sadder parts of this. I'm not trying to make it sound like anybody who gets shot in Washington, D.C. doesn't matter. But when something like this happens to an elected official and the first thought for people is, well, this validates my side. That's, well, that's terrible. Here, I, I, have, I, I have an example of that from Paul Joseph Watson who is an editor-at-large at InfoWars, says the media has been signaling to crazies that Trump is illegitimate for months. This was entirely predictable. Ugh. Blood on their hands. Oof. Bro, you got to dial that way back. You, you, you got to back that all the way up, especially before you get to blood on their handsville. You got to stop before that happens. Yeah. I understand you're frustrated. I understand that you may think that this is what's happened, but you don't know that. And if you're going to say then that riling up crazy people is what led to this, what you're doing in your tweet right there is going to rile up crazy people. And one bad move doesn't fix the bad move that came before it. I don't know that this was a crazy person riled up over politics or over what the news was saying about Trump. We don't know that yet. It may come out as be and be that, but we don't know it yet. And if that can happen, then your tweets can do it too. And so I don't know how you condemn something while doing it. Um, <laughs> how do you condemn something and then do it? In the last segment, we had audio from CNN, which had Representative Mo Brooks uh, from Alabama on, and I am reading right now that he described the shooter as a middle-aged white male. Um, a lot of those. Uh, the, the, right. the odds were pretty good. Right, right. And I mean, obviously, that doesn't prove one thing one way or the or other. The other um, uh, but just something worth noting as, as kind of the, the story develops here. One of the things that's going to get knocked off the news because this has happened, and I want to make sure I have this tweet, because um, Fantone said this to me during the break, and I was like, what? That's happening? And then sure enough, I saw it tweeted out, and I wanna, I'm trying to scroll down on my, uh, my feed. I'm sorry, there's so many tweets coming in because of uh, what's happening. But breaking out of Flint, Michigan. The head of Michigan's health department is being charged with involuntary manslaughter in the Flint water crisis. So somebody is is being not going to be is being charged with criminal activity in the water issue in Flint, Michigan. And I my guess is that if you live in Michigan, you're excited to hear that today. I um I I love Flint, Michigan. It's one of my favorite places on the face of the planet. It really is. Um, it says a lot about you. I, I lived there for five years, and I know it's nothing bad. Is not what I meant. <laughs> it's it's the reputation it has, and dude, and, and there's a little bit of like truth in the reputation. It's a tough town, and it really is. It's been through some hard times, right? Through through throughout, you know. I always made the joke of when the recession happened in like '07, and everybody kind of lost their mind. I was living in Flint at the time, and I was like, dude, it doesn't eh. it doesn't even matter here. Hit here ten years ago. Wait, here 20 years ago when GM left I mean that's what dude that's when that's when you know if you've ever seen the movie Roger and me that's when things fell apart in that town and so it, you know, I have it, seen that yeah. it, it, it definitely has breeded a, a, a tough people there um, but dude this is like running on four plus years where these people haven't had access to clean water and and not clean safe water water that they can drink and bathe in and, and, and dude lead poisoning obviously it's poisoning for a reason and it's not just like a, a quick thing that you can get out of your body that will no. 
no. stay with you for the rest of your life. The behavioral issues, uh, developmental learning disabilities, issues, learning right? Disabilities, all of it. Physical health issues, and I, it just amazes me that you know we still sit here, June fourteenth, twenty seventeen, and this hasn't been fixed yet. It's like two years, right? This, I think it's getting on forward. Like it's longer than that. Like this is Jeez. this is just despicable that we as a country are going to allow a city to just. De- just have to deal with this. Just have to 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 bathe using bottled water. To 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 have kids that you know you're going to write off. There's gonna be there's gonna be some gangbanger from Flint. And, oh, dude, you know, ah, dude, whatever. Th- throw him away. Lock lock him up. And it's like, dude, this guy, this kid was screwed over by the system. Like the, the definition of screwed over. And 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 we still sit here having to you know having to just deal with it. When you have to be afraid of things you take for granted. That's when panic happens and we take water for granted. And when you have to be afraid of it, that's when panic will happen. Sooner or later, somebody was going to be charged in that. And they have been. And like I said, if you're living in Flint, you got to be celebrating that today because at least now it looks like somebody cares about what's happening to us because we the world got wrapped up in that story, right? The world did. And then a month later, nothing crickets because that's who we are. I'm not blaming anybody, but that's who we are. We want to get we want to get riled up about something, and then when it's not like the hot issue anymore, we no longer care. But if you're living in that and you're embattled in it, you care every single day. So I'm happy to see something's happening up there for those people in Michigan who have, like you said, been bathing in bottled water. Which forget how inconvenient it is, how expensive that ends up being. And when you can't give your kids water, oh my god, I just I can only imagine. So a lot of breaking news stuff happening right now. Um, we do have Tom Segura tickets. It feels like a really right. weird time to give right. you those, but I don't want to leave the show today without doing it. So we'll pass those out right now. Caller 15, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to the Hard Rock Roxino in October to check out To check out, sorry, Tom Segura. And more Stansberry Show happens next. Hang on. 069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com, and available on iHeartRadio as well. If you don't have that app downloaded, I would do that. We were making you aware of the shooting incident that took place in Virginia outside of D.C. for House Majority Whip, Steve Scalise. Capitol Police is what you had said, and a few aides had been shot. That's what I've heard, yeah. We heard upwards of 60 shots fired. And we'll try to keep you abreast of any more new information that should happen to come out before the end of the program. Looking to move forward a little bit here, if I can seems a little trivial now i'll admit but i do kind of want to look into what the cavaliers might be thinking about doing to bolster this roster to help us get over the hump and maybe beat these this golden state warriors team you've heard lebron say i gotta sit down and figure this thing out and which i think is a tempered reasonable response to losing 4-1 in an nba finals he's uh you know being talked about as the second greatest basketball player of all time some people say first And so he's going to continue to make finals appearances, and what you don't want to do is keep losing. And it's been to seven straight. It's not unlikely that he could go to ten straight finals, which, by the way, let's just take a minute and think about that. Not that good. That means he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, I've had to stop myself yesterday in particular 
um, from picking up the I'll, I'll defend LeBron's honor online. I, I could have yesterday spent my entire day fighting people about LeBron being good or not. And I just had to at one point. I was like, dude, first of all, just save your sanity and stop. First of all, there's an argument whether or not he's the greatest basketball player of all time. There is no argument whatsoever whether or not he's good. Well, like, that's crazy. I mean, people make the argument. Well, you know? the, the, no, no, no. They say words. They're not making an argument. They're saying words. LeBron is good. He may not be better than Jordan. I'll concede that right now. He may not be, but he's good. It's so funny, too. And I, 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 someone was like, dude, you can't even have the GOAT conversation anymore. And I was like, you know what? You're right if you're talking about Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain. But if you're talking about Jordan, I'll fight you right now. And I just did. I had to stop. I was like, dude, you, you're, going to, you're going to, number one, spend all day doing this. And, and giving two, people what they want. And you're going to lose your mind. Right. You're going to sit here and just like get pissed and get angry about it. So Pull I just, a Stansberry, I have an right, aneurysm. Right. So I just had to say, dude, get away from your phone Don't right need now. it. Set the phone down. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about this is you're a huge NBA fan yeah. and a big Cavaliers fan. Yeah. And a guy I respect, Chris Broussard, I was listening to his podcast, and he claims that what the Cavaliers need to do is twofold. Okay, He says in the exit interview with LeBron James, if ownership and management is able to say anything to him, and there's questions about whether or not that happens or who's really in charge or whatever. He said, but if you're in charge of the Cavaliers organization, mm-hmm. if you're going to say anything to LeBron James in the in the exit interview, it's this. It's time for you, much like Michael and much like Kobe, late in their career, to resolve yourself to the fact that you're going to have to start to play a really strong post game this deep in your career and he needs to work on that this summer and develop those post moves. Oh, I think LeBron has become a much better post player over the past couple of years. I think LeBron has evolved as a basketball player in a phenomenal way over the past couple of years. Um yeah, sure, you know, you know, as you get older, you're definitely going to have to develop as a player um change your game a little. You know, we've I, seen I, every player he, do it. I, I I can remember I think it was Hakeem he worked with for an offseason. I think it was an off season in Miami where that's all he focused on was doing that. So yeah, I mean, if you want to say get better at it, but I I mean, that's not it. (laughs) LeBron, like LeBron, you know, playing the five position isn't going to be enough to move the Cavaliers into any, you know, and I mean, dude, you're 34 years or you're going to be, he's going to be 33 years old soon. Yeah, he's 32 Uh, right now. It's it's tough, dude. It's tough to go and bang down low. Like if that's, if that's the goal there is, is to put him in that role. I mean, we you, might be ten years late on that you, one. You better be well. You better be. You better be ready for LeBron to uh, take more days off, and you better be ready for LeBron to have to kind of uh, save himself and save his energy if that's what you want. I think you may see more resting next year anyway because of what happened in this finals. Just resolve yourself to it. I think it's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, dude, LeBron might rest half the season, go into the playoffs as an eight seed, and still make the NBA finals. Somebody said to me the, the other day, they're like, why doesn't he just not play until after the All Star break? Like, why don't you just sit the first half of the season and then come out and fire? Because uh, because people will lose their minds. That's <laughs> sit, why. Sit the second half of the season is what I tell you to do. Go ahead and play those worthless games in the beginning of the year. And then, dude, after that all-star break, just sit in that, hyper, that hyperbaric chamber or whatever you've got down in Bath and just let that go, man. So Chris Broussard also said this, that they need to make roster moves, and it has to be big. And that his suggestion is this: that you get that LeBron gets on the phone and he calls Paul George yeah. and says this: that bro, 
This isn't about you coming here to be my Chris Bosh. I need you. I can't beat this team without you. I want you to be a huge part of what Kyrie and I are doing and that he feels like he's that Paul George is the right player. This is Chris Broussard because he says, and I don't know if this is true, but he said it and he knows more about basketball and pays reports on it that I assume he wouldn't say anything that was false, that Paul George shoots a better percentage from three than Kevin Love does, and he's a more physical, agile, defensive player that can help you body up Kevin Durant when needed. He is a better defender than Kevin Love. There's no debating about that. I don't know who is better from the three-point line. I, I, I genuinely be interested to find that out. Um, in a vacuum, yeah, Paul George is better than Kevin Love. I don't think that's debatable. Um, but this isn't, you know, you don't, the game doesn't exist inside of a vacuum. You're going to have to uh, give... It's nuanced. Right, and you're going to have to give Paul George, you know, you can say that, oh, hey, I want you to be a huge part of this, but he will have a role. He will not be the leader of that team. He will not be the guy who makes decisions on that team. And number one, is he going to be okay with that? And number two, is he going to be able to accommodate and play that style of basketball that's that's the problem because Kevin Love took it took Kevin Love a while to like learn his role and learn his position and kind of do that right. to expect Paul George just to be able to walk in there and change that and and to be able to do that next year I feel like that's a big assumption the other option I hear from other people is you trade Shump and J.R. Smith and bolster the bench. And you keep Kevin Love, you keep Kyrie, and you keep... First of all, people are like, it's either going to be Kyrie or Kevin Love. It's not going to be Kyrie. And, and Dude, LeBron will show you what he's thinking. You just have to pay attention. He hugged Kyrie at the end of the game and said, we'll be back. There was no hug for Kevin Love saying, we'll be back. He knows Kyrie Irving's the player. He knows Kyrie Irving's the guy that... I mean, dude, look how great... I mean, Kevin Love was great in this series, too. And what people are going to say to me about the Kevin Love trade is this. This is all I've heard for two days. Kevin Love's playing the best basketball of his career. What LeBron's thinking today, though, audience, is, yep, he just played the best basketball of his career, and it wasn't enough. That's what LeBron's thinking. Um, I think more than that, what he's thinking is, if he's thinking that, is that he just played the best basketball of his career, therefore he's going to be the most valuable that he, that he can be. Ever be, right. So, so now I, is when you move I, him. I, I think it's more than that's not enough. It's that he's going to be one of the players that's tradable and that would you know generate enough interest to get another you know high-caliber basketball player. And that's the thing, is that the Cavs are, dude, the Cavs are in salary cap hell. They're one of the most expensive you know rosters in the NBA. Um, and it's just I, I, a lot of people think, well, I'll take one talented player and I'll trade him for another talented player. There's more to it than that. I mean, Kevin Love's locked up for a, a considerable amount of time. I think Kyrie is as well. Paul George would be walking in here with a one-year contract, and if he decided, screw the Cavs, I'm going over to the Lakers now, then you just traded Kevin Love for nothing. For nothing. And as far as Kyrie goes and the you know the rumors that are going around, I mean, dude, I am a huge Kyrie fan. He's an incredible basketball player, but with so much talk about, well, Chris Paul, I don't know if Chris Paul, and I do kind of know that Chris Paul's style of play not going to work. I would say would work better than what Kyrie tries to do is opposed to just splitting, instead of just splitting the floor and, uh, the floor and having guys, you know, having lanes open for Kyrie and LeBron, um, Chris Paul is a much more traditional point guard. Chris Paul is a much more set up the offense and run it through him guy. And I think that slower pace might be what the Cavaliers could do to kind of combat Golden State. There is instead of just okay, letting slowing it fly the game like down, right? And, which they were resistant to do this year. Maybe they felt like Kyrie wasn't the right point guard to do that. I just kind of not. I just think Chris is Chris Paul is a little too ball dominant, from what I understand from the from conversations I listen to. That he's too ball dominant, and that LeBron wants to control the ball, and that. 
that Chris Paul, again, this is Chris Broussard who was saying this on his podcast the other day, that LeBron and Chris Paul talk a big game about how they want to play together, but in reality, it's going to be an abysmal product because both of them don't want to give up the ball, and they both know that they're the man. And I think more so than any of that is that Chris Paul's 32 years old. Right. And There's you know, that, too. And Kyrie's young. He, he's not LeBron James in the sense of, like, LeBron's indestructible and LeBron will continue to get better. Chris Paul's bottom is going to drop out soon, and when that happens, if you traded Kyrie Irving for that, if you made that move, um, you are very much saying that this next year is the only thing that matters, not the window of what Kyrie offers you. You could uh, you could make the argument that Kyrie Irving outplayed Steph Curry in the finals. I don't know if he did or not, but the eye test, I mean, it looked like they canceled each other out more than anything else. Yeah. If that's the case, I don't mess with that piece. If, if it were up to me. But again, I'm a novice about basketball as a sport, to be honest with you. I enjoy watching it. I don't know it as well as I know football. But I, I would say that the eye test tells me Kyrie's pretty damn good, young, great finisher, all the stuff. That seems like a risky play where I don't feel like moving Kevin Love for another player feels as risky to me. Um, no matter what we're talking about here, really what we're talking about is addition by subtraction and well, we're trading somebody and moving somebody and you can put Paul George in Kevin Love's role and I still don't know if that is going to be enough. It's going to have to be addition by addition here and... Uh, well, I mean, they may make more than one move. Right, yeah. right, right. But you, when you only have so many assets and the Cavaliers really don't have very many assets. It's not like they have great contracts they can sign. I mean, Shump, for who he is, is is going to be able to get some sort of like an interest just because he signed his contract prior to this CBA, so it's less than what you're going to pay for a normal dude of his talent, so that's kind of lucrative, but as a whole, the Cavs don't have a lot of like sexy pieces, and I don't know if I, I I don't know if LeBron's going to be able to take less money when it when the time comes. I don't know if any of these guys are going to be able to to walk away from that. And if you don't, I don't know what the Cavs do here. Tristan Thompson's kind of the thing where I'm like, well, if there's one player I can view as expendable and might be able to get his worth back, maybe it's him. And you know, if you combine him. Uh, J.R. Smith and Shump, maybe you can get some sort of a team to bite on that or some sort of, you know, but that, it's a hell of a stretch, man. You're asking somebody to trade a quarter for two dimes and a nickel. And I know that sounds like, oh, yeah, it's 25 cents. Who cares? But a, quor- a quarter is what you want, dude. That's that's the, that's the change Less you change want. in the pocket. Right. Yeah. So Brian Winhurst floated this yesterday, that maybe what you do with Kevin Love is you call the Knicks and say, give us Carmelo. And the eighth pick in this year's draft, which you hold, and we'll give you Kevin Love. I don't think that does anything. I don't think that does anything at all. I don't know who you're going to get at the eighth pick and which rookie is going to come in and really be an impactful player. And Melo doesn't play defense either. And well, dude, and much like Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony's old, dude. Dude is old. And 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 much like Chris Paul, he's not LeBron. He hasn't kept his body in that same shape. He hasn't evolved as a player. He is who he is. And bringing him to Cleveland, dude, yeah, the words out on Melo. If you could bring him in as six man, and if you could have him come here off and, the and, bench, right? Dude, I'd be all about that. Does he do it, though? I don't think he does I'd be all about Well, I don't think Melo would do it. For the opportunity to to win a championship, the guy got better think about it because at this point, I mean, he has... Again, that's logic, He's got nothing to hang his hat on at this point. I mean, he has nothing to, like, say, this is my biggest accomplishment in the NBA. No, he's under-delivered as an NBA player. So so with that being said, maybe as he gets older, he's going to realize, like, dude, I have to do something to do this here, but you can't... I I wouldn't look at Carmelo Anthony to be the thing at all. Not even, like, not even close. 
else. Offense wasn't the Cavs' problem here. No, I mean, they scored one, what was it, 120 in the final game. The Cavs are going to have to be able to play defense. And, I mean, I think Paul George, of all the people that we've listed so far, is the player who would be able to positively impact. I mean, when you rotate LeBron off of KD, if you have Paul George to help him pick up that slack, I do think that that helps. I um I, I floated the idea, and I you know I think this was after Game Three, talking about Dwayne Wade, and I I, I stand by that. That like, well, dude, maybe Wade will decide like this is worth it to me, but he's not going to be the answer by himself either. It's like we we throw all these you know these star athletes out, these star basketball players because out. they're the names you've heard of. Right. It doesn't mean that they're going to fit. It doesn't mean they're going to fill the gaps that Cleveland has. So I, the, the most important thing that the Cavaliers can do, and honestly the most pressing issue today if you're a Cavs fan, is dude, they have to sign David Griffin. They have to get that general manager back in that role. The guy has made magic happen. you know. And you can say, well, the magic didn't work this year. but Yes, it did. Well, it, was better, you, it was a better yes, swing than, than not. You made it back to the finals. That's, if that, that is, uh, that's working. It's not title every year. That's unrealistic. You got to throw that out. And, and I, 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 I have been rallying against this for years. Title or you're a bum is the worst thing that's happened to sports. It is the because now all these guys pay attention and they all hear Twitter and they all hear the news and they all hear this stuff. And we only care about championships, which is what makes these guys leave. And then you bitch about that. It's what makes them rest. And then we bitch about that. We made this championships are bust. And now the athletes are reacting to it. And now we're mad at the athlete. I, I, Unreal. I, I was, you know, defending LeBron's honor yesterday, and somebody said to me, like, oh, this generation of NBA players, you just want to give them all participation plaque. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. But it, let's not act like the silver medal isn't a thing that has existed forever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying second place is as good as first, but let's not act like second place is as bad as 30th. Look at all the other franchises and fan bases who had to watch the NBA Finals and not participate in it. You were participating in it as a fan of your franchise that you root for. I'm sorry if Finals appearances, three in a row of them, by the way, isn't enough for you. I said this the day after they lost, and I'll say it again. If three Finals appearances in a row isn't enough for you, that says more about you than it does about LeBron and the Cavaliers. Right? Yes, I know I'm right. I'm always making sense. We'll be right back with more Stansbury Show. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets for Rhythm and Brews. That's going down at the Canton Cultural Center. On the 22nd of this month. I'll actually be out there from 6 to 8 that evening, and we'll make sure you have a pair of tickets here shortly so you can be as well. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. So I saw this story a little earlier, um, but a lot's been going on in the world. We haven't had a chance to get to it till just now. But out of Kent, Ohio, a freshman football player at Kent State University died following a morning workout. The university says paramedics transported uh, Tyler Heinz to a hospital following football conditioning drills at the stadium on Tuesday. The Portage County coroner confirmed his death that evening. He was from Kenton and was uh, recruited from Kenton High School as an offensive lineman. His former high school sent a tweet Tuesday saying they were shocked and bewildered after his death there. In Kenton Football 2017, tweeting out, what a great kid, your uh, your football family will miss you. I, uh, what an awful thing. 
Oh, it's terrible. I mean, dude, if you're a parent, I mean, how scary is that to hear that? You know, you obviously, I think anytime you send your kid to college, there's going to be a little bit of like they're out on their own, they're doing their thing. But I mean, he was at football practice. You know what I mean? You right. kind of think like, well, that's the safest place. You where can would be. I want my kid? Right. Practice. Right. That's right. where I'd want my kid. Exactly. I mean, I don't think there's any way to good, a good way to lose somebody, but like that definitely feels like, geez, man, you thought if there was one place, I, I mean, and I don't want to put anything on Kent State, and I, I don't know this to be fact or anything because obviously this kid could have had you know a unknown heart condition or a million different things. But dude, yesterday it was hot as balls. I mean, it was dude brutally hot. I got called yesterday, and I've been struggling, but I got called yesterday afternoon to say, hey, let's go play some golf. And I said to my buddy, I was like, dude, it's too hot. I'm like, it's it's really hot out there. Right. And I mean, I can remember when I played football, there would be times that we wouldn't, we would have to cancel practice like the two days just because it was so hot in the afternoon. You, We weren't allowed to practice. Like not even from the coaches. This was from like the athletic trainer and like other people coming in and saying like, no, you guys cannot do this. You're going to, you know, you're going to overheat yourself, all these different things. I wonder if the temperature yesterday did have something to do with, you know, you know this kid losing his life. I um, it's do I have the guy's name? Is it was it Corey Stringer from Minnesota? Was that that guy's name that died in practice? Um, over the conditioning drills. I I wonder if there's similarities in these two things. I I hope I have that name right. I do remember it was the Minnesota Vikings. It's been a while now. I think it's like a decade since. Well, as a matter of fact, I know. Chris Carter was still playing when that happened, so it's been a while. Yeah, Corey Stringer is the, Corey Stringer is his uh, yeah. name. Okay. I wonder if there, if what we're dealing with there is a similar thing, but what an awful tragedy! Yeah, really sad stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, it's just people are going to make it about football, and I don't know if that's fair. I don't know, we don't know yet or not, but I know it's it's going to be another thing people ding football with is going to be this tragedy. We do have those rhythm and bruise tickets. We will pass them out. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend cakes. The Stansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. Nearing the end of the program, if you miss anything, you can podcast it at WRQK.com after, we, uh, after the show shall end. I'm just thinking about today. I'm just thinking about the show we had to do today, where we talked about, if you missed it, where a health department official in Michigan is being charged with involuntary manslaughter over the water issue in Flint, Michigan. I'm sure if you are a Michigan resident or if you have family there, friends there, whatever, you're celebrating today. I mean, if you're an American that appreciates clean water, that appreciates being able to trust the water that comes out of your faucet... I don't know, man. I, I mean, mean I, don't, I don't think Michigan. I know people. Oh, Michigan sucks. I hate that state. Ah, come on, come on. not come on. And, not and stuff like that. I mean, dude, look, Sebring had this issue. Remember, we took a like a tractor trailer full of water out to Sebring when this happened. Right, and luckily that all turned out to be okay. But Flint, Michigan, kids have been being poisoned by lead. <laughs> Just yeah, Michigan sucks. I hear it was water that led to there. They they're speculating that it was water that led to the problem in Vegas where. People were getting what the Legionnaires' disease that they were getting mm-hmm. from. Uh, I, I believe it was the Rio. Mm-hmm. I um I also read something. I follow Aaron Brockovich on Twitter, and she is yeah become, me too. She's become a water advocate for uh, for the country. And I read something about how Puerto Rico, like seventy five percent of that island, is just drinking like tainted water, and nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah, that's. I mean, like I said it earlier today, when you got to be afraid of things you take for granted, that's when panic ensues. 
when that everyday American thing that you just rely on, when you got to fear it, now your attitude changes. And I've heard people, why don't you just move out of Flint? Bro, if they could have, they would. What do you think? They were in Flint because they wanted to be there? <laughs> and like, who's buying your house? What are you doing? Right. Who's buying your house right now, dude? Number one, it's Murder Town, USA. Number two, you can't Paid 100 grand for it, and you, you might get water. 10 bucks back. You can't drink the water, dude. Why don't you move out of Flint? Yeah, I'll just flip my house for a saw yeah. buck and move. See ya. See ya. I mean, the simplicity in which people respond to crisis with sometimes is a little crazy. It's a little crazy. If you missed the opening of the show, we found out something about Matthew Fantone. Well, yeah. That he uh, that you have recently started doing. Yeah. He started yesterday doing it. Uh-huh. And I think that this is interesting, and it's definitely going to lead to more content for the program, so I'm all for that. <laughs> because Matthew Fantone is Canton's newest Uber driver. Yeah, I'm out there, dude, making money, picking people up, taking them to the places they need to go. Now, see, I thought about doing this, too. Because, well, radio is so goddamn lucrative <laughs> that I thought, you know what I mean? That I thought about doing this too. But I just bought a new car. Don't necessarily want to put all the miles on it. I know you did that too. And the thing I'm going to say about that, and I, I had to rationalize this in my head yesterday, and that's like saying, like, no, nah, dude, I'm not going to bang my girlfriend because I don't want to blow it out. It's like, ah, dude, you're the one using this. You're the one that signed up for this. Like, just go ahead and. and, and uh, I mean, I would make the it. argument that vagina is harder to stay away from than the gas pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would just, you know what I mean? I, I'm uh, not to excuse away you know your logic there, but I don't know if that one got me. You might have to go back to the drawing board on that one. And also another thing that, and this is why drivers come and get you though, and it's why the, the system works. But as a driver, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage because from what I understand, talking to them, you don't know where I want to go until you get to me. Correct. They don't. They 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 intentionally don't give drivers that information. Um, so you're not like hell. No, I'm not going there. Well, like, uh, well, I'm not going that far, or I'm not going to drive that when it's so short. If you just need like a, a quick trip, and people are like, oh, I'm not going to do it for you know two dollars, and it's like this way, you have no idea. Oh, you just got to you just got to go. The amount of times I've made an Uber driver pick me up at George's and drive me home, which is totally walking <laughs> distance, but it was winter time and there was snow on the ground, and this is your job. So yeah. Come get me. Right. And that's true. Right? Yeah. So are you going to be are you going to be out there today? Oh, be yeah, today? buddy. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'll probably leave here at about 11 o'clock. And one of the good things about it is, is just like as I'm driving home, yeah, might as well turn it on. Why not? Right. If I can make a couple of bucks, you know, I, I got nothing else going on. And that was really kind of one of the big decisions of why I did it is that, you know. Electricity is nice. Oh, yes. And living inside and having a cable, you know, paid for. Um, but, dude, we have so much time in the afternoon and we have such a job that has flexibility in it. It just felt, uh, you know, instead of sitting around like saying like damn i wish i could make more money or you know i wish the radio station would make me more money or i wish that you know maybe i'll have to tighten the belt here here and here it's like no dude take a little bit of like you know initiative and kind of like just get out there and and, and go do it yourself so i uh I, yeah i'm your newest uber driver if you're looking for a ride all you gotta do is ding me and no you can't specifically pick me i know somebody said to me something like dude i'll pick you every time and i'm like ah dude mm, then you, i don't want to drive you, <laughs> you around you, you know but you know it, i'll be out there and uh yeah if you're an uber user who Oh, yeah, buddy. Just wait till a Fantone fanatic gets a hold of your license plate number. That, I'm sure, will end totally good. I'm sure that nothing weird will happen out of that whatsoever. God. Dude, don't die out there. I'm going to try not to. I'm going to do my very best not to get my head chopped You'll know off. if it's him. It's the only Uber driver you've ever had who's 7'7". You know what I mean? You'll be able to tell. When he actually comes through and his head sticking through the sunroof of his car, that's Fantone coming to get you. 
So you are. You're going to turn it on. Dude, I'm totally taking Uber everywhere today until I get you. Hey, your boy will be around, dude. That's all I'm saying. I'll be making, t- making the trips. I'm just sitting in the back seat. Take me here, Jeeves. <laughs> I need to go see Wonder Woman. <laughs> to that, Cinemark, Jeeves. Is that what you're doing? You're going to see the Wonder Woman this I, afternoon. It's supposed to rain a little bit this afternoon. Right. I was supposed to play some golf today at 6.15. And I was right. actually, and, and I really wanted to do that. But there is like an 11.30 showing of Wonder Woman, and I'm dying to see this movie. Everybody says it's good, so I want to see it. And I think you just need to take a little bit more time off of the game, dude. You, uh, It was yesterday, you, dude. You, you were you were literally on like the verge of mental breakdown where you're like, dude, it's falling apart. I, I don't have it anymore. I'm going to you know, lose my mind. It was the day before yesterday when I was driving home from the driving range. Yeah. Honestly, I, I was at Spring Valley hitting balls, and I didn't hit them well at all. And honestly, there was a moment at a red light where I almost cried in my car out of frustration, where I was honestly where I was so angry at what was going on where I started to realize I'm like dude I gotta find some other things going on in my life like (laughs) I'm I'm a little too singular it's like work or this work or this work or this and it's like there's there's too much I I, I need to expand the horizons yeah I think another afternoon off of it just you know let yourself you know relax and kind of uh, you know next time dude I already got days I'm not allowed to masturbate and I got days I'm not allowed to call I mean dude I gotta tell you this, this keeping track of this schedule it's getting to be too goddamn much That's it for the day. We'll be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a fantastic afternoon. See ya. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansbury Show.